some creativity. creativity for the society. The Process Podcast. That's rad. It's the Process Podcast, episode 44, Monday. Zach, how are we doing? <clears throat> I'm all right. Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good actually. I had a good weekend. Had a good weekend. Busy. That's lots, good. lots, lots Very going good. on. But it was, I think, last night between the hours of like seven and nine, probably mm-hmm. the most productive two hours of the entire weekend. Really? Yeah. Did some website nice. stuff. Played around with my mm-hmm. website. I was never happy with like the layout and the theme because I have a WordPress website. I was never happy with the theme or the layout of it. So I went through and a new theme had come out. I was like, oh, I'll check that out, see what it's all about. And it was exactly what I was looking for. It's called Eris or Eres, something like that. So now I'm going to start playing around with uh, the website a bit more because this is something that I've kind of neglected for the last four months. I haven't really done much with it. Do you have a website or you just have Behance? No, I just have Behance right now. Um that's one thing I want to get mm-hmm. still. I kind of want to um, like, like we said before, it'd be nice to have the full Adobe suite and have uh, the portfolio Adobe portfolio. Yeah. So have portfolio, but or a website for that, but then also that's only for that. So it would be kind of nice just to have yeah. a website where I can just put like any work on that I want. Yeah. Um, there's, there's yeah, this, something there's a, th- but, there's a, like a for- thing called format, which is, right. I don't think it's not a hosting website, but it produce it essentially produces like a uh, port. It's equivalent to Adobe Portfolio, I think. But I think right. you can start it for free. Huh? So you can put your like your work like your work on there, but yeah, but it's just for that. It's, you know, I think so. I mean, I'm sure you could host your portfolio. Host your portfolio effectively, like right. you can create different pages, have an about page and a contact page, and I think the main difference between a paid and a full like between or a difference between a paid version and a free version is that the URL like you you won't have a vanity URL so you couldn't just have www.zachwatson.com it would be mm-hmm. www.zachwatson.format.com or forward yeah. slash format.com which yeah. I guess if you're an employer if I was an employer I wouldn't really care because like hey some kids just don't have the money to pay for hosting their own website to get the vanity URL. But at the same time, it, it, I don't know, it could just be perceived differently if you don't have just your name.com, you know, it's cleaner. It's, it's it's cleaner. That's the thing. It's good. Good for brand value. I just thought of a good question for you here. Cause I don't know where I stand on either. Um, Cause like I was saying, before we started, I was uh, I was out with a, an old friend last night mm-hmm. I hadn't seen in a while, and he does male or female, just male. for okay. And um, one of my one of my old best friends, and he's in he went to school for like cinematography. I think I can't remember the exact name, but it was like you know he did movies, he did short films for projects wow. and stuff like that. I right, re- I like that. That's pretty cool. Right, really sweet. And would so, he come? Would uh, he come on the show if we asked him? Do you think? Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Likes yeah, to talk 100%. about himself. Um, yeah, I mean, good. My kind of, my kind of guy. Yeah. Don't we all? Uh, but he was, he was telling me about his, um, 
his website because oh. he was trying to get a job doing some filming uh, for some company and they asked for like a, a bunch of work, like a portfolio of work. Yeah, like a, a reel, um, I'm pretty sure. Like a, re- a reel, yeah. yeah. And um, and like a website. Ooh. And he was like, well, I don't have a website for you, but here's a bunch of films I did or, you know, filming work mm. I did. Um, but then after that, he decided he made a quick like Squarespace. Oh, yeah. Um, website. And he was like, it's fine. But he's like, as because he... Um, I was always surprised where he where he went. It's cool he went into that that type of um, that kind of industry area, industry that industry. Um, because his dad's a graphic designer. I always thought he was gonna do that because he was way. like even being like super young, he was a wizard on Photoshop and Illustrator. Oh yeah, and he has like that design mindset, that creative mindset. Yeah. Always he was good at sketching too. So, um, he was like you know the Squarespace stuff like the templates, it's fine, but it also is a bit limiting for mm-hmm. someone who is like creative. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and what I just thought about was, do you, do you think it's, do you think it's weird for like a designer to use like a template website thing to make a website? Oh, that's, Oh, that's tricky. That's real tricky. See, right. Cause I was trying to think of like what my answer would be. And I don't know. Well, I can give you my answer for it because yeah. I've had my, I've I've owned www.dylan. Oh, big cough. <clears throat> big cough. And actually, it was kind of little, but that's okay. Oh, the phone's ringing downstairs. And I don't want to get it. I'm not going to get it. I've had www.dylantorville.com for almost. It'll be two years in January, and then right. my license, or not the license, but the the ownership of the domain will renew. And I'll just effectively buy it again for another period of time, which I should probably save up for. Um, but when I started, I had, this is also like I started it before I went to Australia. So at in my own point of time creatively. Um, there's been people trying to, phone me from the you know the nslsc the loan national student loan service center uh no but sure okay it's effectively like a, a government body that manages and gives out loans for students right they they control osap i think i was gonna say is that what osap like runs through yeah the so they're yeah. the actual distributors of the money and they're trying to get me to do this like zoom call meeting that's like two hours you get paid 75 dollars to do it but i got to sit on a zoom call for two hours tomorrow at 5 p.m and i'm like not really into that at all so yeah that was them that was them just calling and then my mom tried to walk in and be like do you want the phone i'm like no absolutely not i do not absolutely plastered i should honestly like i'm sure i'm sure it's a valuable conversation to have but I've got more important things to do. I've got more right. fun things that I'd rather do instead. Two hours of my right. time is a lot of time, even if they're, if even if it yeah. is seventy five dollars, right? Should negotiate with them. Actually, I think my time's worth them. You're gonna have to double it. I think. Yeah, if you can double it, then I'll do it. But if not, yeah, sorry, it's not gonna <laughs> Start work. Start negotiating with the government. Literally, but uh, double that price. But the website thing started that before I went to Australia. So in terms of the creative aspect or the creative point that I was at in my life, very different to where I am now. I, I know for a fact that where I am now, I have a lot 
greater understanding of how to position myself as a brand and as a individual and as a designer. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I started out, I just really wanted my own website just to like put stuff up there. And I've gone through so many phases of it. It's changed templates and designs hundreds and hundreds of times in the last year and 10 months that I've had it. Um, but I started out and I just started off using a very simple basic template and just posting work up there. And it was obviously it was very crude. Um, the content wasn't really that good cause it was, I didn't really know how to display my own information on it. I didn't know how to make the most of the, the programs and the software. I also have no idea about anything when it comes to coding or writing code or yeah. CSS or HTML or anything like that. But since then I had it like for about a year and it kind of just stayed the same. And I would post, I had it for my, my initial portfolio stuff on there. Um, but obviously didn't. Yeah. sounds like someone's dying just upstairs. Banging going upstairs. Yeah, That's okay. Yeah. We'll cut that out and post or just leave it in. It oh, could be entertaining. Don't know. Yeah, what the hell um, are you doing up there? That's okay. You're not talking. So I'll be able to cut that out really easy. Um, but after after the pandemic or when the pandemic started rather um and i realized that okay i'm done (laughs) they're still going they're still stomping maybe it's your dad just walking around no that's not quite that heavy footsteps that was (laughs) i don't know what they're doing there they're yeah we're gonna leave the we're gonna leave we're gonna leave the guessing for the imaginative minds. I'll go upstairs after we're done. I'll be like, what the hell are you doing? What is wrong with you people? But, uh, build something. But yes, like the, the website thing d- didn't really change. It changed a bit when I first started into it. And then I kind of just lost interest in it and neglected it. And then I came back to it during the pandemic because I figured this is going to be the point in time where the website is the most valuable because I can't go and meet people in person or talk to them in person. So I tried to, orient things around cut out a lot of the filler content that was there to make the website just appear more full and but i was never designing in the web software itself i would design the portfolio pages or edit the photos or create or like writing the copy that was my creative input to it and then it was plugging it into the template and obviously you can modify the template it's not a fixed thing where a photo only goes here and text only goes here. You can change things around. You can add different features where it's at now is far superior to where it was when, even when I started it almost like, like effectively two years ago, there's so many more inputs and plugins that you can incorporate. Now I have a tab on, on my website that will link that shows an RSS feed, which is essentially like a subscription service as a link and it pulls in like the 10 most recent episodes of the show and just has that displayed on the page and that was not available on wordpress two years ago um i can embed you you can embed youtube videos do all this kind of stuff there's a lot that you can do with it for someone with very little or no computer coding knowledge which i think is the important part if you do understand and do what and if you want to understand coding then i think there's something in that where you go forward and you actually make 
and design your own website where you're playing yeah. around with coding and pixels and numbers and syntaxes and all this stuff. But for me, someone who genuinely has no interest in computer coding, I just want somewhere to display my work and somewhere where people can come and learn a bit about me very quickly. Personally, I'm fine with using a template as long as the template can somewhat mimic or match the style that I like to invoke with the work that I do, right? So right. I'm not going to go and pick one that's full of bright colors and has all this crazy layouts. I've picked one that is pretty simple, pretty clean, pretty pretty minimal overall, like smallish text. It's more image-focused than anything. But I've also curated each page to simply showcase the information and there's not really much else. It's. I think it's literally just a white background, some rolling images, and just links to stuff. Really, mm. bold, like a bold type. That's it. Nothing. Nothing too simple or complex. And I think that if if the layout is good and clearly shows the information that's there and is easy to navigate, that's another thing. If you, I feel like I had probably like ten drop down menu links at the very beginning, just full of here's iPhone pictures of this type of thing and iPhone pictures right. of this type of thing, which is just superfluously unnecessary. Like there's no need for, I mean, I thought there was at the time, but looking back on it now, it was all just stuff. I think I was so excited about the idea of having a website at the very beginning that I was like, I'm just going like, to put, I'm going to fill it up. I'm just going to put everything on my website. And now yeah. it's got four school projects, the process I'm in the process now of adding a lot of my old photos back onto it because I had taken them all off because I couldn't figure out how, a way to display them in a way that I liked. And I have an about page and a contact page, and that's that's effectively it. Mm-hmm. I think I have a brand identity page too, actually, for brand identity projects that I did. But other than that, there's not much else, right? It's very simple, cut yeah. and dry. To the point. So, in terms of using a layout, I think if the layout, if the layout works and suits your personal style and the type of work that you do, I don't think there's anything wrong with putting stuff into a template. The template's there to help you, and you can obviously modify stuff within that template. You're not, you do have control. You're not completely surrendering control to this, whatever this computer being, this computer entity that you have. Yeah. But if you know coding and you understand like how to build and design and develop a website, then a template is of no concern to you. You can just effectively make whatever you like, you know? Yeah. Hack the system. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's how I have treated it. Like I like I was saying, I don't have an interest in coding or learning to code. I'm sure it could be a valuable skill set, but it's just not something I want to learn right now. And then I just plug all the stuff into the template and it works and it looks good. And cause the, the main reason I don't have a prominent Behance is because I don't own my own Adobe creative cloud subscription. Like it's not in my name. So I don't want to set all this stuff up and gain all this or gain a potential reputation as in like appreciations or likes or people viewing the work only to then, take that down when I 
get my own account start eventually again. and start again. You know, so I mean, that's that's my take on it. And yeah. I spent time and looked at a bunch of designers' websites and like industrial designers, architects, other student portfolio websites as well. People that I know or can assume based off of the work and a resume, if it's on there, that they are competent students. They're not the ones that would round out the bottom of the the roster. They're they were in the the top five, top ten of the class kind of a thing to see what they're doing and see how they're portraying their information and their website. So, and I, you, you look at everything and you kind of realize most of them either have a powered by Squarespace or powered by WordPress little tagline at the bottom, which means odds are they're probably just using another template as well. The best thing though, is when you go to two different designers websites and they look the exact same, the content's just different. And you know they're using the same template file from yep. from WordPress or Squarespace. That happened to me a couple couple or over the summer, I think it was, when I was looking through like inspirational stuff or like other like even photographers' websites too, just to see how they're showcasing everything. Um it's it's informative just to see what everybody else does and how other people are portraying information and what other people are portraying as well like how many projects are on there and the type of work and you should I, th- I think you should be able to get an idea of the type of person through like you should be able to ex or not expose but show your personality through Express your through yourself, your website right? yeah yeah i guess that's the idea right ultimately i think yeah. so i've tried to do that i have a big Right when you land on, like if you were to go to www.dylantorville.com right now, you'd be met with a giant g'day, I'm Dylan thing right at the top. It's just a nice. little cheek. I could have I could have said, hi, I'm Dylan. Like, no, nah, I spent enough time. I consider myself an honorary Australian citizen. So I put that up there and someone's going to, someone's going to read that. And they may be like, oh, this guy's Australian. Or they'd be like, oh, this guy seems a little, seems a little loose. Could be a little bit of a a humorous personality to have around the office. Let's hire him. You know, so Yeah, exactly. That's why I would see it. The website the yeah. website is there. It's now just actually doing the portfolio. That's right. the trick that's gonna be the tricky part. And hopefully that I can start that and then I'd love to, I'd I want to start that soon, but for some reason it just keeps getting put off. Mm. Even though it's probably one of the more important things to be doing right now is working on a portfolio and developing a legitimate portfolio. Cause like there could be jobs that are passing out right now that can't, can't even apply for Cause can't just not submit a portfolio. Right. You become that yeah. guy. Yeah. Be real baller move. If you win, if you get a job with no portfolio, they just they're like, Oh yeah, your, uh, your resume was ridiculously awesome. But I don't think yeah, I don't resume, I, it just says it just says God. <laughs> it just says literally like that's the, it. the resume, the resume is just like winner of everything. All right, yeah. I, I think this is the guy. I think we're gonna go with you. Yep, I, I think that's it. I was doing my uh or working on my resume and C V again last night as well. After um after I did a bit of website stuff. I went to bed so early last night. I was like nine thirty. I was out. I was unconscious. It was amazing. Um 
and I still haven't figured out a good way to curate the awards from the last year because mm. it's just this stupid large block of text that just sits there and it's good that it sits there and it's good that it's big but I'm like I don't know what I'm going to do with this I don't want to cut any of it out Yeah. but it also just looks so busy and heavy on the page yeah. See, especially when experience problem. is like about the size of my thumbnail yeah and then the awards page is like the size of my femur i was like well this guy this guy won a lot of stuff but he doesn't really have much experience so i don't know that's a toss-up too right yeah do you do you have an idea on where you would stand on the whole template thing like if you were to get your if you were to have a website today what do you think you would think yeah i was no i have kind of the same opinion as you i was like you know, as long as you can modify it and put your own twist on things, why mm -hmm. not? Yeah, exactly. Like, especially if you're busy, it's like, why? And you don't know coding, you know, trying to have to find someone who understands the style you're going for, pay them, work with them, get a website going, blah, blah. Or you could just do this real quick if you need something, you know? Yeah, you can be up and um, going in a day, right? Yeah, that's busy. the thing. Designers are busy. And it's mm -hmm. like, I don't know, it's one of those things, it's like, well, you know, design works well, it's efficient, right? Exactly. So, like, what's more efficient than, like, that, you know? As long yeah, as it looks good, like, you can still follow the rules of design and make it look good, mm -hmm. but you've done it just easily. like you know. Yeah. Like, everything's kind of broken down into what they call blocks, which is, I guess, just, it's kind of like widgets or apps on your phone. And depending yeah. on the type of information that you want to portray, you put different blocks and orient different blocks on a page. And that's effectively how you build out a web page. And this is specifically speaking to WordPress because I haven't used Squarespace. Um, but like for, as an example, I was creating a landing page for my industrial design work. And I liked the idea of only having just an image. And then you click on the image and it goes through and takes you to the mm -hmm. project. So all I did was create a new web page titled industrial design, made sure that the URL slug was forward slash industrial underscore design. So that way someone types in www.dillantorville.com forward slash industrial under or industrial design, that web page pops up. That's effectively what that means. And it's just, I just added a gallery block and inserted my four images linked those four images to the pre-existing project pages and boom you're good to go test it to make yeah. sure that all the links work and the links are valid and that's it and that yeah. was literally as simple as it was it took more time for me to curate and select the images for that page than it actually did to put the page together itself yeah which i think if that's the level that we're at and that's the that's the state of building and designing your own portfolio website or your own personal website, then it's so advantageous to simply go that route and spend more time actually focusing on the work that you're doing as yeah. opposed to stressing over how you're going to display it on online. You just put it up. That's the end that at the end of the day, that's the important thing. Just put it up there. Yeah, I feel like, too, it'd be funny, like, you know, I guess people would be like, well, if you're using a template, you know, 
got to be careful because otherwise you'll find thousands, thousands, thousands of people with the exact same layout, yeah. right? But if you're completely designing your own, you're going to be designing mm-hmm. like after some other website you've seen. You're modeling it off of something. You're that modeling already so like either way, you're gonna be doing something that's other people have done. Like you're not redesigning exactly. how you're not like coming up with a new idea of a website that no one's ever seen before type thing. Like Exactly. You know, it's just especially if it was like our position where it's like I'm not professional in any way. I don't have tons of it's like who cares? I just need something to help get there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm yeah so it's like ultimately the content is the important part as long as the layout is easy to navigate and you make it easy to navigate you don't have all these pictures everywhere and a thousand links and as long as you lay it out smartly it's kind of like photoshop or illustrator in a sense where you can put all this stuff on a page in a in a correct way in a way that makes sense Mm -hmm. and you can also do it in a way that doesn't make sense you know effectively you're using pretty similar tools um so i think like i i definitely have overbaked and overthought of how to portray and show information on my website i remember at one point i had and i like you can you can easily just hack and bodge stuff together and it looks real it's real janky Mm -hmm. or you can just stick with what the template does for you stick with the formatting that a block provides you. You can change stuff so you can add headers, you can add body text, you can make it big, small, change the font, change the colors, you can add gradients to things. I don't think anyone's going to your website to critique the template or to see, oh, that they're using this type of template. They're going there to see the work, right? Yeah. And if the work can completely supersede how it's presented then that's i think that's a good thing Mm -hmm. because they're just focusing on what they're seeing not necessarily the manner in which they are seeing it right because you go to so many websites and they're just poorly designed or even the ones that are say coded or built from scratch depending on who they who the website is for and what the website's for some of them actually in my opinion can and do look worse than a template from Squarespace. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the person like, who came with a template for Square is going to be a designer who came up with that. Is a web designer. And so, like, ooh. you know, it's going to look good, but... Exactly. Yeah. It's, I mean, and that's the thing, yeah. too, is, like, especially with Squarespace, it's built with designers and photographers and creative individuals in mind. Right. Just to show off their information and show off what they've done. I think... it's. Yeah, I think when I uh, when I get one going, I'm gonna go with Squarespace. I think just try it I, out. I th- I think that's the way to go. Because it seems like it's hyped up by every. It's an ad on every YouTuber's video as well. So it's Ugh. like you know, I'll probably find this some podcast, discount code somewhere. <laughs> this podcast is not brought to you by Squarespace, not yet. Uh, yeah, it'd be kind of cool if we could. Ideally, uh, someday. Could probably reach out to them and say like, "Hey, we've got such and such podcast." Um, <clears throat> thinking of transitioning uh, our own personal websites over to Squarespace because we've seen so much good stuff. Um, any any chance of a partnership deal? You know? You never yeah. know. Crazy, you never crazier know. things have happened. Crazier things have happened. Crazier things um, have happened, 100%. Like Trump got elected president. That's a whole other can of worms. Um, but yeah, no, like on the Squarespace thing, I was talking to Catherine, her old 
sketching prof and studio thesis prof. Mm -hmm. Um, and her website is on Squarespace. That's who she hosts through. Um, and she said, I was looking at your website and I, uh, I think you should go to Squarespace. I'm like, but why? (laughs) How, how, how do you just identify that? All right. Cause I think I had mentioned before, like I was working on my website, but just having trouble getting into a, a good groove with it, you know, like really feeling the vibe mm-hmm. with a website. She said, oh, go to Squarespace. Like the, the templates are easy. The whole thing's easy. But now I've, now I've gotten in a groove with my own website, but I, I may still switch over just for the, um, just for the Squarespace platform itself. Right. You know? Yeah. It seems like a good place. When, good. when I was, when I was buying the domain, it was cheaper to go with WordPress at the time, hmm. which is why I ended up going with them. But now that money, money's still an issue. But now that I have a consistent source of income, I'm less stressed about the $150, $200 charge that it would be to get the domain and get a plan for X amount of years. Mm-hmm. Less concerned with that now. So Squarespace is probably going to be where I go in January. I think that's when end of January is when my initial two years with WordPress is up. And then you either have to like renew it or WordPress takes control of your domain and will hold it until you pay again effectively. Right. And th- I think if you don't pay within a certain amount of time, they'll effectively like disable the domain. Like it'll be, uh, you may get like one of those error 404 not found messages show right. up. But I have no intent on that happening because the website ideally is a good way to showcase work and stuff, right? Yeah. So, like, I'd love to have a, I would like it actually to put a part or a page on uh, my website for Chroma for the chair to show that and show that process. Because mm-hmm. that's another thing that I haven't done is make portfolio work for that. And I think that's that in itself is a great project because there was so much process and so much development that yeah. went into that. That and I think the the outcome, even though it was second year, I thought the outcome of that was like at a really high level, anyways. Oh yeah. Not just oh yeah. Not just good for second year. It was just good. I think like it just good in general. Good in general, you know. I was thinking about making another one, but doing it in acrylic. I know we've had these conversations. Yeah. Even even with um, Seb and Sean too, with the boys. Mm-hmm. I think when we were building it, when we were stringing it, looping it, whatever, I think we had the conversations of, oh, imagine if we did this color paracord or this type of wood yeah. or what if we need to do wood? Like what if we did plastic or metal or something? Right? And just playing around the ideas. And I think, yeah, dude, I could picture... I could picture it like a clear, like polycarbonate frame mm-hmm. with like a colored string. That would be, yeah, that'd be cool. I think be really cool because we have a we have a monster laser cutter at work. We have like th- two laser cutters and a CNC machine, or two CNC machines and a laser cutter. Um, but it would be so cool. We'd have to pay for a sheet of acrylic if we do the normal size chair. You can fit that on a four by eight sheet. Yeah. Um, a four by eight sheet of 10 mil acrylic is like 180 bucks, I think. 
but you split that amongst yeah you split that amongst four people and it's pretty reasonable i I thought Um, didn't didn't the chaise lounge not fit on the same piece of wood yeah it did because it's only four by eight five and a half five and a half feet long yeah i was gonna say so both of them fit on the same sheet size yeah you wouldn't we wouldn't get both on the same no not at once okay i thought yeah but i reckon we could probably get two sets of chairs blank blanks out of the the normal size chair on a four by eight sheet because we have this we have this nesting software that could nest the parts together Mm -hmm. in the like it runs an algorithm and will produce um the nest is effectively like the the template cutting file and it orients everything in the most efficient way to maximize material yield um we could do that that could be possible i think then the only challenge would be the acrylic dowels that go into place there that would be a tricky thing um depending on size finding you'd, some you'd have to go you know buy that i guess but yeah they're they're an inch in diameter oh which is like the ones we went with were um, i think the ones we ended up with one were and an inch one and a half one and a half or one and a quarter one of the two because we did that and then we did the smaller one to go in into it yeah to make like that little shoulder I, and that the, the smaller one was half inch i feel like right smaller yeah. one was three eighths three eighths three eighths really yeah because we made like the most hack yeah. job jig to center the thing. <laughs> center yeah, we the just dowel put the dowel, the dowel in a vice and drilled into it, did we not? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Seb made like this marking gauge that would rough out the center point, yeah. which did kind of work. Um, but still, it was a bit of a hack job. It they did work. It came though. out pretty well, actually. Not none of them came out like really whack. So. Yeah. No. And plus, when once you, we strung everything together, the the sheer strength of 600 feet of tightened paracord pulled everything together that was like, a nice this thing, thing will not come like apart putting doing that and like tightening it because there was no glue it really straightened everything out evenly like yeah. it really made everything fit together well which is actually kind of cool so much I, structural integrity I wonder, in that thing. I wonder if you're doing it out of acrylic like how much thicker would you have to go to make it equal the same strength as the wood because the wood, like the the, mm. the the plywood we had, or the, the veneered plywood, like, I would say is probably in one way stronger than the acrylic, but the acrylic can bend before just snapping, whereas the plywood can't really bend too much before it starts breaking yeah. apart. Whereas the acrylic yeah. would be able to bend a lot more before it just shattered. Mm-hmm. but i and wonder because like, like it would shatter it we went would with completely like, break we went with what like fucking three quarter right plywood um or three quarter i think i'm pretty sure it's five it's five or five ply. eights five and three quarter. Um, i feel like it's three quarters maybe three quarter three quarter three quarter inch five ply veneered hardwood veneered plywood yeah. is what we ended up going with yeah and like that's pretty thick and then the dowels being an inch to an or an inch and a half inch and a quarter or whatever i wonder like what you'd have to go with in acrylic to keep the strength 
and the rigidity. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because you with the dowels and acrylic, you probably wouldn't do the whole, like, put the smaller inside the bigger one and create the shoulder, which that, I think, helps a lot with the strength and keeping oh, it, it totally lined does. up. I mean, you could do that. Honestly, you could do that with you the could. acrylic. Like, it wouldn't be... It would make... Maybe the acrylic, it might look a little crap inside by drilling it. Yeah, maybe. But you're also filling it with... But with another if you, piece. If you, yeah. yeah, and if you use the laser, you're going to get a polished edge anyways because it's so hot. That's true. Right? Um, I don't know. Like, 10, 10 millimeter acrylic is the thickest acrylic that I know of that we can buy easily. It's a centimeter, right? Yeah, it's a so, centimeter, which yeah. to roughly equate to three quarters of an inch we'd need something like 20 mil is that three quarter inch it's 20 mil no not oh. not exactly not exactly i was gonna say that seems very that seems too small to be three quarters mm. maybe not i don't know i'd say it's roughly similar i mean we can google it yeah, can what, just just to see my my out of curiosity my imperial is good and my metric is good but not going between the two i, I don't know yeah. what the uh you mean you can't convert on the fly no uh millimeters to inches or inches to millimeters what do we want to know three quarters so, what three 20 quarters? millimeters is 0.78 inches oh, so. okay so really okay so actually 10 mil would be uh for some reason, for some reason, I was picturing 10 mil as like super thin compared to the wood. But no, that actually would be, so that would be like what? Like um, three eighths? What's 10 mil? 10 mil is 0.39 inches. So it's a little bit more than three eighths. Yes. Because three eighths is 3.75, right? I just realized I had data on the entire <gasps> day. No. I literally just realized that's that. one of the worst feelings. <gasps> oh my that God. is honestly such a bad feeling when you know that because you're like, God damn, I'm an idiot. I could have just, yeah. I need to. I need to log in and just check this. Okay, so ten mil then. That's actually, that would be pretty damn strong. I think so. Like ten mil is decent thickness of acrylic but the only challenge is when you put 10 millimeter 10 millimeter acrylic over such a large surface area like that yeah that's where i think 20 millimeter maybe that's could yeah be stronger. that's what i would i'd be wondering how much flex it would have over that distance now even having the dowels especially if you put the smaller inside the bigger and had the little shoulder mm -hmm. this is live thinking problem solving about thinking about a yeah. new chroma to build um this is what a brainstorm if looks you like. did that because we have another dowel spaced out there isn't an absolute huge area that isn't supported by one of the dowels mm -hmm. so it's it's not really because especially if you have that shoulder it's pushing out on the on the frame yeah so it's Good not point it's there. not really the whole one side of the chair 10 mil acrylic having to flex somewhere wherever the dowel is that little area surrounding it is like pretty rigid you have a point there actually right am i thinking that right 
it's kind of holding I do believe, it out. I do believe you're correct, yeah. It's not just like one dial one end, one on the other, and then all the middle is just flex, ready to flex. Mm-hmm. Like maybe along the There's... bottom in the middle might be, that's probably the biggest area without a dowel. Yeah, you're right. But along and where you still, sit, that's, it's... which is... Yeah, the... along where you sit, there's a lot of Which is the reason why we put the dowels there, right? It's because where you actually sit, so... Yeah, so especially right at the front, be, right at the back. It would be kind of interesting, because that was the thing we noticed right when we did uh, the 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 sketch model one was even though mm-hmm. it was strong, we clearly found out how strong it was. But when you sat in it, because we had fewer dowels, you could see it bowing in a lot, yeah. right? Whereas like the ones, the final ones we have, like you sit on it, it doesn't really flex at all. Like it's no until like you're going over 210 to 220 pounds yeah it doesn't really i think the only reason that it does flex is because wood is a flexible exactly it's not even like flex like because when when we had the sketch model and we were trying to break it that was flexing a lot but it still wasn't even cracking Mm -hmm. or anything it was only when we used as a trampoline that we could actually try and get anything to break and then not only is the plywood the the veneer plywood stronger but we had more dowels right mm-hmm. and we had the shoulder and dowels the and everything like and this is plywood too like imagine this as solid hardwood that thing i mean it'd be like 85 pounds heavier <laughs> but yeah it'd be, it'd re- be real heavy because that was the cool thing too is that both the chairs are light even the chaise lounge it's pretty big but it's like i can just reach in grab two of the dowels and like pick it up lift it up without no anything i wonder what I'd the whole thing way weighs less than I was curious about that it. too. We had to weigh it. We never weighed it because we didn't have a scale or anything. But because I, I, I see like, I don't know. I would say like even the Shays Lounge is like no more than 25 pounds. 25 pounds, really? I wouldn't. Th- well, not trying to sound act huge here. I'm not. But like I can pick that up so easily. <laughs> like it's not heavy at all. Zach, you're, you're, you're just so vascularly buff (laughs) no like honestly like it's it's not heavy at all right yeah you got a fair point there because it's like obviously the paracord weighs nothing and then yeah there's no weight to that at all the the plywood each piece really like obviously the full sheet was pretty heavy but once we cut out the frame pieces most of it's holes (laughs) yeah true right we took a lot of weight out of it and then the dowels don't weigh anything I reckon you're pretty, probably pretty close. I'm, I'm going to push it and say like 30, 35. 35 pounds, yeah. For the chaise lounge, I would peg the normal chair at about 25. Possibly, yeah. 25-ish, think the give or take. think the acrylic could be heavier? Probably, right? Even at 10 Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because it's solid. It's That thick. would look clean, especially if you like make sure it was clean and polished That's what a I'm bit. Saying. It would look, what color uh, paracord do you go with it? See, I was thinking white just because white and a yeah. clear material play well. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I'm kind of thinking color would be cool because then we can put it in this environment and use the transparency in an interesting way to play off the color. You know, you know what I just thought actually kind of would work because the plastic's clear. That's very mm-hmm. simple. Is if you found a paracord that like was patterned, or had Ooh, like yeah. uh, like two colors in one, like a red and blue, yeah, weave or something. 
because you're adding mm. a little more detail and complexity but because the plastic's so simple it kind of yeah. it balances out right because hmm. if like we that had idea. that if we had like a a wood where like obviously the the edge of it is like a lot lighter and then we have a different wood for the dowel and then you add multicolored string like it probably would still work but mm -hmm. there's a lot going on where if you just have clear plastic and then you have just a different multicolored paracord i think that would actually work like totally fine i think so i think cool. it'd be a cool a cool project also to include in a portfolio as well yeah you know well like exploration of materials that's the thing because we definitely did right we had to mm -hmm. i mean we we figured it out pretty quick but we definitely had a lot of ideas for materials um and i think the overall design is like open to a lot of possibilities of different materials it's so open yeah because of the shapes and the pieces like you could pretty much use any material that's reasonably strong you know mm -hmm. i'll i'll talk to um my boss tomorrow or tomorrow or wednesday whenever there's time at work just to see what the possibility is of like obviously we put in whatever money is needed to purchase the sheet or sheets of acrylic mm -hmm. and also see if we can purchase because i think we have some kind of an acrylic supplier that we get all of our stuff through because we chew through dude we chew through skids of acrylic like at like a disgusting sheets? rate sheets, sheets. i think at a, at a time we buy 50 sheets 50 of 50 50 pieces of 10 millimeter acrylic and 50 pieces of uh five millimeter acrylic for some of the like the different accessories that we have for the Damn. produce tables that we sell like we'll get a skid of 50 and probably probably ordering that like once once a month maybe once every two months um lots of acrylic so I'm sure that whatever supplier we get from also provides would also provide dowels and stuff like that. Probably. So if they're a plastic acrylic supplier, they're probably doing all different yeah. shape uh, shapes and exactly dowel sheet tube. So if that's the case, um, I can see how much it would cost. It would the the excuse me, how much it would cost us um, from a material standpoint. Obviously, say factoring in. 100 bucks 110 bucks for paracord um just to see and we may have access to we might be able to see if we have access to a shop in caledon that we can make the chair in because we'd be able to do it in a day that's the other we, thing even even out of practice we we know the quick we'd way to be do able it. to get into the groove i just have i thought oh what's your thought we're like oh you know i have one dowel we'll drill into it like we did with the wood mm-hmm what if now i can't remember the exact length was it like 20 inches or something 20 the big ones? 21 21 and like five eight something like that right and then the small ones yeah. we, only, we only made like two inch or something i think we drilled in an inch and or yeah. or i guess an inch and a quarter and then we left three quarter to go through right mm -hmm. what if you had you got a for the big ones you got acrylic tube Mm. and then you had a longer piece of acrylic rod that would fit all the way through oh. and then you just you just cut it to length so there's like three quarter or uh 10 mil on each side yeah 
and it do, oh, you, you don't even have to like pressure fit it or glue it together because once you put the frame together it's holding it in mm. oh man but then you don't have to drill acrylic dowel this is true it would look cool it would be strong yeah. i wonder that if there would be, would be like I guess it would depend on the wall thickness of the acrylic tube, right? Well, yeah, but I could I can imagine you probably get some pretty thick stuff. Mm-hmm. So it'd be a small hole, and I know you can get like small acrylic rod like in super long yeah. lengths, right? I don't know. That could be that could be pretty sweet, to be honest. I I do agree. I do that agree. Would be, I think that'd be I think that'd be a better way to do it in acrylic than to do it the same yeah. way we did it in the wood. Because mm-hmm. I don't think it I'm makes just sense to drill. Yeah, that would be tough. Seems like pain. I'm just envisioning now, like setting the the acrylic rod up in a in in a vise, and like getting a laser point on it to find the center, and then putting it in and putting it in a drill press and yeah. drilling straight down. And I I can imagine it cracking. That would be the thing. Right is, down, right down the middle. That'd be the thing. Is you have just to take it. <laughs> you'd have to go so slow to drill it because you just crack it. Yeah. And shatter it. All right. I think it'd be cool because literally you don't. You just like okay. Here's our acrylic tube at one inch or whatever diameter. And mm-hmm. it's like, now, I'm sure you could get one with like half inch wall or something, just like a half inch Probably, wall or yeah. something like that. And you're like, okay, we cut this at 21 inches, whatever. And then we just get a small acrylic dowel that fits in and fits mm-hmm. the hole. And then you just cut that to length. You just slide it in. You don't even need to pressure fit it. You don't have to glue it. And then once no. it can slide through, that's fine. Then once you put it into the frame, it will lock it all self together anyways. Because yeah. that thing would be the acrylic too. You couldn't hide the glue at all. No. Because you'd have to use like solvent probably. And that is like messy. Yeah. Yeah. Because it like goes, if you if you spill it, it like burns it essentially, right? It's going to, yeah, it's going to like melt, melt it away it. and drip. Yeah, we could. I mean, we, we can obviously hold it together with tape until yeah. we need to, um, until we need to rope through those particular areas but i genuinely think like if i can put a plan together for it um and as long as we can get sean and seb involved with it and get them to pitch in an equal amount of money um to cover the cost of it then i i have a feeling we could do it in a weekend as long as the the only dependency would be whether or not we have the capacity to do it at the shop and then if we don't at the current point in time, it would just be waiting until we do have the opportunity to do that. Dude, we can make a video for it. I was saying shoot now, a video. imagine like if we, if you were at the same point with videos now, Oh my like gosh. In, in second year when we did that chair, like you <sighs> imagine the video we could have done. Like, man, I did like a couple time lapses of that. Yeah. We on had the iPad. Yeah. Cause we had one when we were roping it. Right yeah um dude i'm so on board with this we gotta we just have to pick a uh i I also i think um the guy i work with lachlan has because he does all this like adventure photography stuff right which is really cool and there's been times where he's gone into these like old abandoned factories and brought a whole bunch of different lights and stuff with him and i think i'm going to assume that they're his lights unless until i hear otherwise it would be really cool if even he could help us shoot some shots like we bring him in and say like hey take some uh take some cool pictures of the chair like do you do your thing kind of a thing we may even be able to put it in 
like an an abandoned place that would be if we can drive it somewhere so sick you you imagine that big portfolio piece right there huge portfolio piece that would be that that would be that'd be really neat i'm thinking like the clear would be super sick i can i'm picturing almost like the strand from death stranding that like sam has on his belt it's like the Mm -hmm. red and blue weaved paracord with clear like that that'd be kind of cool that could be cool to be honest that's that's going to be the tricky thing is i have no idea what color i would want you know that'd be one thing we would have to look just look and see what's available kind of thing yeah 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 we'll have to put like a a, we'll put like a powerpoint together planning everything pricing Mm -hmm. everything color ideas for things whatever and then just go on a go on a call like in discord or something with uh seb and sean and be like yo check this out boys walk walk them through it and be like all right this is our idea which what you think you Mm -hmm. in or and i can i can probably get a quote together like tomorrow or wednesday at work just to figure out roughly how much it's going to cost i'm going to guess ballpark for all the acrylic 250 bucks laser time it's tough to say um because it's it's good it's going to take a long time because there's so many little holes and it's not like we can just put a drill bit in there this thing's gonna have to go around and since it's 10 mil at least it's gonna have to go slow like really slow um so that's that'll be interesting just to see the cost and in terms of that and how yeah that can become a practical thing but it's totally doable like it's totally doable was yeah. talking with one of the guys at work and we're going to try and make um like redo my shoe project from second year with the the cycling shoe and use like legitimate like proper carbon fiber and oh, yeah. like proper properly cure it properly put it in a mold give it a proper finish legitimate resin none of the weird i don't even know what seb had but like put it in a paper cup and the thing was almost on fire it just got so hot like the chemical reaction between the epoxy nice. and the uh epoxy and the curing agent whatever it is yeah. something like that hardener the hardener there was i there was obviously obviously it wasn't equal because the thing the cup itself this paper cup nearly caught on fire it got so freaking warm yeah, it was a bit intense. And we did that in a food kitchen. We cut up carbon fiber in a food kitchen. Yikes. <clears throat> which is definitely not safe. No, definitely not, not FDA not. approved. No, definitely um, not. So yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that it's totally something that we can do. We can probably do it by the end of the year, I think, to be perfectly honest. We I'll, I'll talk to them. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk to uh, the guys at work tomorrow and just see see what we can put together in terms of a plan to make it so that it doesn't inhibit the business in any way because they are obviously busy but i also i feel bad making one of the guys who runs the laser cutter at the acrylic shop to come in on a saturday for like four hours just to cut some random project yeah you know he'd be paid for it obviously but i'd feel bad taking him away from his weekend but i mean who knows it could be cool. a could be a cool thing and if we can use because we have a welding shop in Caledon, if we can use the welding shop because no one's there on weekends if we can use that to string some stuff together then i'm all for it yeah i think it'd be super cool 
That would be really cool. We'd have to remember. We'd really have to remember how we did it last time. Like how we strung the whole thing together. I think we remember. I think it's something we can pretty easily... Oh, no, because ha- I still have the digital version of, you know, when uh, third year with Dan, materials manufacturing, oh, we had yeah. to come up with the IKEA pamphlet. I have That's that. Right. And in that, I had a little easy to follow, like knitting style, like how to string it. So I, oh, I can look at true. that. Because I remember where you start one, then you go in the second, you, like you go through one way, you come back mm-hmm. the next hole, and then on the way back, you skip one right and then you go back through that one and then you skip on the other side and then you skip one and you go, you go back you skip one and then as you come back around you go into that one that you skipped that's right so you have that overlap yeah no i remember that now i remember that now because at the at the when we started it we put like the first one through and then we like wedged it with a, a hole punch oh yeah where we put it was it was like an all or like a center punch in there yes a center punch just for um just to hold the beginning then once we've got it all together that's when we like went through all the different center punches and tightened the whole thing that's right keeping the tension on the line all the yeah. way across yeah i'd really like to make it not use any glue not use any no. solvent um well we didn't even use glue for these ones did we i don't think we did i know we said uh, we didn't but i don't know if we cheated i don't think we we might have used I, was trying to I think, think we did maybe when we put we the did. dowel but we didn't when we put the dowel inside the other one we didn't we just pre- we just pressure fitted it i think friction fitted it because it was perfectly on size oh, yeah. and then once they went in maybe we put a little mm. glue on the inside but even then it would have been really small because we didn't want to mark up the hole inside and make it look ugly i yeah. think we if we did it was like you know very minimal amount. put it a little bit in some little gap just to glue it but i don't i think we because i remember obviously on the sketch model we did because we didn't think it'd be that strong yeah and then we did it we're like oh <laughs> never mind like, oh we made it we we just made a tank yeah we just made this a thing's tank. not going anywhere yeah so you know i think i think you're right i, I mean, don't I, think we did like i always had it in my head that we did use glue but maybe we didn't i don't remember because be i remember honest, doing I the sketch remember. model and like we obviously use it like i said because we didn't know how strong it would yeah. be and then once we found out how strong it would be we were like all right for the final let's do no glue mm-hmm. and then i remember us saying to each other like oh like even if we do need glue we can always just sneak it and say that we didn't use glue yeah as long pretty as you sneak it and clean it right but I and but I honestly don't think we ever actually ended up gluing anything because I think you're right. We had it together, and once the tension of the, the paracord was on it, like nothing would budge, anyways. It's all just pure tension. That's I, the the kind of the cool thing the about cool it is like if some of the dowels were to come apart mm-hmm. because of the way the string is woven through, it would be pulling on itself to try take it apart. So you can't pull it apart. Yeah. Like. You know, yeah, you you'd have to there. put so much force to flex, to stretch the paracord enough where you could squeeze out the dowel to pull it out. And even yeah. then, I don't think you do it because of how tight it is. Like it's holding, it's it's pulling itself together. Yeah, you're then cool. having to pull, you're you're having to stretch the paracord over an an inch and a half 
because yeah. there's three quarters of dowel inside on each end. Yeah. So you're having to pull at least that much yeah. to potentially to it loosen out. it. Yeah, which is not happening. No. I think the, the strength of the paracord is like an eight, 7,000 pound breaking force, 5,000 yeah, pound I breaking force, something up, like that. When we looked up when we bought it, it was like, it was hella strong. You could probably put it in between two F-150s, like attach rope to it or attach something to it so that it doesn't move or so that it's fastened to each end of the truck and like try. Odds are you're going to break the material before the rope breaks. Well, I think like when we were, when we would cut it and like when we were testing it and when we destroyed the sketch model one, the only Mm -hmm. way the paracord was ripping was if you actually, actually cut or like sliced open the, the outer cover, the nylon. Yeah. And then inside it's all the little strings. Yeah, it's like, like a cord. bunch of mini elastics all wrapped around each like other if, and like braided together. The only way you could rip it is if you slice into like one of them and then pull pulled and then it would start to fray and like mm-hmm. and loosen. But like if it was intact, like it was it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. It's 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 a solid piece of design engineering. I'm I'm super down. And I remember with the wood when we would feed it back and forth because it's going through plywood that was drilled it would kind of rip the paracord the nylon cover a little bit oh yeah so it started like little fray. splinters every now and then and it wasn't big we i remember being worried about it we were worried about it but when in the end it wasn't an issue but with if it was laser cut acrylic it wouldn't have that issue because it'd just be smooth yeah it wouldn't even have that issue at all and honestly i feel like it would be a little bit sharp because of because it's just acrylic, right? It's maybe on the plastic. outer edge, like on the edges, mm-hmm. maybe. But if if so, you just take a little bit of sandpaper or something around it, and it would get yeah. rid of it. I think. Take a even take it like a small eighth bit router to it, and just clean out the edge. I mean, when I think of like the laser cut acrylic that all of us had done, like at the school, mm-hmm. it had that like polished finish because of the heat, but it never came out sharp. I don't think on the edge. No. Hmm. now that i'm thinking about it you know because i think it would melt slightly on the edge yeah, so true. it would uh round it off a bit that's like how a i remember it. or something yeah that's what i remember anyways being like hmm. you have a fair point i there. don't i don't ever remember having like a sharp acrylic edge other than if you just like run it through a bandsaw or something yeah unless you make a knife out of it <laughs> which i know we all did at one point that's a different story <laughs> though that could be really cool that'd be a great It'd be great content for all of our portfolios too, right? Yeah. Like, all four of us involved. Yeah. I wonder, do you think if we all looked at it, do you think we would change anything, improve anything? I mean, I've looked at this thing almost every single day for the last, at least for the last six months from it just being in my room. Honestly, there's nothing I would change. No, like nothing jumps out as like, I know, like, some of the feedback we had for seating position was a bit meh, but, like, I don't know, I think but they were just, they were just a bit meh. I think it's hard to tell yeah, it's not, like, it's not just a regular chair where you just sit in and it's angled backwards. Like, it's different, so it's hard to, mm-hmm. it's hard to compare it, hard to really judge the, only, the seating position. Yeah. I, I honestly can't think of anything that I would want to change other than making it or putting a proper spot to put your hands where you're pushing yourself out of the chair as opposed to just pushing up on that three quarter of an inch space. I just had a thought. <laughs> oh shit. 
for that, yeah. which would be kind of yeah, cool because I think it would I think it would fit within the design. Where you would you'd pick a spot along the top rail, right top edge, to put your hands. Mm-hmm. We'd put a few more holes in, and you just put yeah. little loops of paracord. Oh, interesting. In those spots, not running the whole edge, but just in like a little, I don't know, six inch, five inch long little six inch long little yeah. run of it but like just a half holes. pill shape yeah and mm, just and I then like just and then just put paracord like just loop it around like maybe tight yeah so it's almost like a like a wrapped handle like a sword you know where they have like yeah the string and they tie it tight like that just where you put your hands so it's clearly like you, you see like oh this is where you put your hands i think people four would hands. identify four hands right i think that could be kind of mm. cool and and i think it would obviously fit in with the design because it's using the paracord again you got a point there that could be cool Ooh, i see that is pretty cool already got the ideas for it you 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 sketch that out and play around with it yeah we'll we'll suss that out that'd be cool i think it's a pretty set in set in stone plan though to do that get some good photos get yeah just do some gnarly stuff with it you know dude what we should do too and i'm trying to is I kind of want to 3D print a little mini desktop model of the chair. Do it. In pieces, put it together, and then just get, like, normal string and just Yeah, like loop sewing it. cord. Yeah, I mean, that would no, be, totally... be a long time because you're, like, threading it through. But Totally. Actually, at that scale, the holes would be so small. I don't know how you 3D print it. Like, it would be yeah. really small. But even just without the string, just having a little... A little mini model of it would be kind of kind of mm. hot, to be honest. Another thing that we can do. Oh. This is a bit more. Big ideas. This is a bit more intensive in terms of, um, like working towards it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it take a lot more labor to do so. But, at the shop, we have the means, to, make, the same chair minus the paracord even even the uh like the dowel pieces even the rods we have the ability to make that we have the ability to make a carbon fiber chair see i'd be so down the only thing would be the price well carbon fiber itself as a raw material is is expensive but not not much more expensive than the acrylic right we wouldn't we wouldn't need a crazy amount it'd be hollow too doing. bro well probably would you what make would it end- like you'd wrap it around like a mold and make it like hollow or would you probably not probably just laminate it flat cure it in a yeah. cure it in an oven and then depending on how you orient it if you orient it in like a 45 like a 45 left and a 45 right so you're overlapping these different weaves and then you put like a thicker core on each end you can probably get away with it and then you use a robot just water jet trim everything trim everything up and then the only process then becomes a carbon fiber tube attaching each of these pieces together right yeah it is possible, but there's a lot more involved in that. Yeah, that's that's a little more planning for that one. But yeah, that would still be a carbon fiber version. That would be yeah. super light and super strong. Yeah, because we... Oh my God. 
we did test pieces for a project that we're working on or that not, I'm not working on it specifically, but it's being worked on at the shop. And um, one of the main glass layers who lays up glass, like uh, fiberglass mm-hmm. at the shop, was doing this test piece just to see how the material worked and how it mixed in with the resin. And it was 18 layers of fiberglass that was then put into a, like a giant uh, pressurized oven mm-hmm. to cure everything. An autoclave, it's called. And, dude, 18 layers of this stuff with the resin and everything is solid. Yeah. Is solid. Dude, I'm picturing, like, carbon fiber chair with, like, a black or a white string. Yeah. Oh, black. 100% black. black. All black. Have to do black. Well, I think white would look good, too. White would look good for contrast, for sure. Or a white and black weaved string. Ooh. It would look like carbon. If you had, like, if you could get, like, a black and a silver... Yeah. Or something like weaved paracord, it looked like kind of a carbon-ish type oh, look to it. But no, black, just all black, carbon with... Oh, man. <laughs> See, another thing I can or imagine is color. doing... Carbon with yeah. like a blue or or red or something. Red. Red. Oh, dude, carbon red would red. look nasty. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I'm getting chills. But like imagine the carbon fiber chair with black cord sitting next to an acrylic chair with white cord. That's a portfolio piece in itself. I'm just saying. The yin and the yang. Yeah. Like, dude, how cool would that be? Dude. Fuck yeah, that'd be sick. That would be. That would be a bit. That would definitely be more expensive. But in terms of of strength, bulletproof. Yeah. For sure. Man, now I was thinking like, well, if you're going, I, I was thinking like yin and yang as like a photo shoot together. You have mm. white acrylic with white cord and black acrylic with black cord. Ooh, true. It's literally white oh. and black. Like, oh, man. That would be, oh, man. So it'd be glossy acrylic, but like colored black and white. Yeah. Dude. I wonder I wonder what the cost of that so is going to be. Yeah, how much is, is, is uh, like colored acrylic? Yeah. How much more? I'll- I'll talk. I'll talk. I'll talk at work just to see. Or even and if even like then, if they're if you're if they can tell you whatever the manufacturer the supplier for like if it's just like one that like anyone can walk into. Yeah. Um, like the public, if it is open to the public, like we could always just look and just see what they sell, right? See what they do. This is true, actually. This is true. Because like the one plastic supplier where everyone got sh- stuff for school, they did oh, colored yes. acrylic in raw Savic plastics. Yeah, like in broad tube sheet. Yeah, like got a true square tube. Like they did every shape and yeah. color. They did like translucent. They did like just gloss colors. Mm. So, not too bad, I don't think. And the other thing is, is when when I bought carbon fiber in second year for the shoe project, I bought a yard, one square yard of it, mm-hmm. which was huge. And I think we all we three really feet need by three feet. No, a isn't bit it? Isn't a yard like, three? It's like three point something, I think. Three point something feet, right? Yeah, but for to do the chair, you'd probably only be looking at uh, something a bit more <clears throat> in terms of square <clears throat> footage. Yeah, I wonder what square you could, footage it is for each. Because you could probably make. 
I think both items fit on, say, a 48 by 60 inch um, profile. So if you can just get a bunch of sheets of carbon fiber, lay them up, put them in a like put them in the oven and bake them so that they're just super strong. And then you robot cut everything out of that. Yeah. That could work. That would right. Be pretty sick. Man, ideas are flowing. That's some really cool Dude. ideas. Dude. We got to make a, <sighs> a, uh, a business plan PowerPoint and show Honestly. it, show it to the boys and be like, yo, we got ideas. I don't even think we need, I don't even think they need convincing. We, we, we don't give them the option. We tell them this is what we're doing. Well, okay. Then no, but I'm saying, I mean, good for us. To, it'd be good for us to like plan out anyways, but having like a PowerPoint and be like, this is what we're doing. You know, yep. you guys are in, right? You have the option to come on board and own a hundred percent of all the assets that we create. And then it gives them chairs. Yeah. I, I mean, guess. I, I'd, I would kind of want the carbon fiber. Yeah, one. Yeah. I would kind of want the clear. <laughs> fight people like i'm getting the clear one bitch we yeah. can give them Trading. we can give them the plywood versions the old of it ones, yeah you guys can yeah the, the last year's model i, 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 I will sell that man i want to try and sell it imagine if yeah, it's possible sell that oh my god make lots of money for like 25 carbon bucks. fiber chair carbon fiber chair could go for like 10 grand just because it's carbon fiber designer string chair Sell mm -hmm. sell the Chase Lounge on uh, Kijiji for three grand. Yeah, you might as well. Why not? That's one thing that I've learned working for a composites company is that, especially with carbon fiber, a lot of the price simply comes from the luxury and the added benefit that you can have a lot more strength with less material and less weight. Yeah. Right. There's nothing inherently more expensive in carbon fiber as opposed to fiberglass. The main benefit that you're getting is you can get away with thinner thinner features per se, like less using less physical material mm -hmm. and it's lighter weight overall. Right. Other than that, like comparing apples to apples, density-wise, I'm pretty sure they're identical. If not carbon fiber, maybe slightly less, but between carbon fiber and fiberglass, the actual density of the material is pretty much the same. Which is pretty interesting. Pretty sweet. So I I will talk at work though and I'll see see what we can do. We can definitely do the acrylic one. I know that for sure. Yeah. The um the carbon fiber one I'll talk just to get a little more planning goes into it. A little more planning, but you if you get ask, someone excited about it, then they'll be on. You can always ask them to sure. like, all right, if I'm making something out of carbon and it's kind of like this shape, like what are the pitfalls? What are the things mm -hmm. I'm gonna, um, you know, get into here? What are the screw ups I'm gonna make? Like, what are yeah. the things to look out for? How would I weave this kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Which direction? You know, how much would I need to make it this strong? Blah blah blah. All yeah. that stuff, anyways. Like, why, why are you asking oh no we're just gonna make a chair i th i'm i'm probably just gonna tell them like i'll show them a photo of the thing and be like this is the chair project from like second year in school because lachlan the guy that i work with came from humber like 10 years ago so he right. he did the chair project too right he still has his i think he nice. just sold it to someone who wanted it oh, nice. um like one of his old friends or something like that 
but yeah, no, I, I think it's, this is obviously me being the overly optimistic ideas guy, but I do genuinely think the carbon fiber is also a practical thing that we can do, you know? That'd be sweet. The boys would have to be on board with whatever the cost is. Whatever the cost is, that's what it is. Obviously, you know, can't do much about that. Um, but it would be paying for carbon fiber, probably time for people to help lay it up, time for using the autoclave, which sucks up a lot of energy, or yeah. even just post-curing it in an oven, still uses energy. Um, cost of resin, and then finishing time, probably have to make like a, a trimming file for it to put it on put it on the robot. But it's all stuff that is great portfolio content because oh yeah oh dude the video i'm just envisioning I, dude, this video I know. the video man oh i'm also just envisioning a carbon fiber profile chair yeah i my mind automatically went to like a car video type top gear grand tour-esque mm. reveal where you're in like an old like factory or an old like multi-story parking lot and it's, mm. and the, the you know it's all black and then like the, the yeah. fluorescent tube lighting just like kind of flickers a bit and then you just start seeing a bit of an outline of the chair just sitting there like 3d three-quarter profile and like it just flickers and then it just goes and it comes on and it's just this carbon yeah. chair sitting there i oh, see i'm <laughs> are you getting the Damn video it. going oh such a good fucking idea <sighs> i'm so into this I'm so on board with this idea. That'd be that'd be really cool. Then we'd have to really, I, like we said before on the chair project. Then we have to go to all the design websites and be like, "Can you please?" Yeah, you have to. Please post you have this. To just oh, just take some gnarly LinkedIn, photos. Yeah. Put it all online, oh. guys. Look at this. Check it out. And then someone's gonna be like, "Hey, you want to make one?" Like, "Hey, no, but we can sell you this one for like fucking five grand." Mm -hmm. And then. Mm -hmm. I mean, actually, it was even like when we we priced it out for the wood ones, didn't we? If we were to sell it. Yeah. Way back when that was like minimum wage, we'd have to sell it for like a couple of thousand a chair. Yeah. Just to make it practical. I think like two grand for the normal one and then three, three and a half for the chaise lounge, something like that. Yeah. Now it would be good that's... profit because like back then, I mean, it was crazy to think that we had like almost the cheapest project too, or the lowest cost. We did. We did. Almost. There was another group that had that was less spending. But in terms of overall production cost, we'd probably have the cheapest one. You think one. just the chair, not the whole banner or cards or anything? Like that. Just the chair was like, was it like just yeah. 600 bucks or something like that? Was that around like 600 bucks? I'd say so. I think. 200 bucks, 230-ish for Paracord. Um, the Walnut Veneer was 180-ish maybe. I actually don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. But I think it was around like I think it was under seven hundred bucks mm -hmm. to build that. I think so. And then it was like actually even no I think even with like the that's including sketch model costs too. Yeah, and I think the banner and like the Vista print or whatever we went with for the business cards and the postcards. I think oh, everything yeah. it was still all under seven hundred bucks because Seb got us to do got the deal for the banner right. His dad's yeah, friend of a friend, so we, we didn't have to pay for it. Yeah, which is huge. It was like under seven hundred bucks, thanks for the entire project across four wow. people. I'm pretty sure. I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm pretty sure. That's crazy. Which is pretty well. 
Ooh, I just so, got an email. So yeah, it'd be pretty from good from Lululemon. To, pretty good profit. I'd say so. No, I'll, uh, tomorrow tomorrow so, at work, I'm gonna talk to talk to people there. Yeah. There's one guy that's like a carbon fiber master, just yeah. knows like, and like does just makes his own molds and everything. This old Dutch guy, nice. um, like speaks with a very strong Dutch accent. Um, so I'll talk to him and like just run it by him, like say if if we want to make this, what are we talking here? Like yeah. how much is it gonna cost? Because we do we we have produced f- simple flat carbon fiber parts that just have profiles cut out of them for the for the Ford GT. Mm-hmm. But I and it's thick too, like it's probably maybe three eighths, yeah, something like that. But I don't know. That'd it be is close strong to that ten mil acrylic. Yeah, right. I'd be around that. So I'd be I'd be curious just to see what that's made of. Cause I think we're, we're actually working on parts that are like that right now. We're in charge of trimming certain parts that have come from another manufacturer. We're in like the post 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 processing phase. Right. Just running through that. So, I mean, it could be pretty interesting just to see, see how everything comes out. Yeah. It'd be worth Dude. asking. I'm going to, I'm going to ask because I'm genuinely so yeah. excited about this thing. And in terms of the, the content for the for the portfolio and also the potential that that idea can invoke it's huge yeah. for all of us not just for you and me but for sean for seb too huge, huge. you know that'd be cool no it'd be definitely worth it 100 percent. so i will i will talk and i will see if i can get some numbers together and just learn or read more into the whole because the acrylic thing is totally 150 percent doable you can knock that out in a weekend probably the carbon fiber one though is a bit trickier so i'd want to talk to them just to see how we would how we would make it be pretty cool though yeah that would be really cool it'd be super cool imagine that i'm just looking at the one next to me now like the hardwood one dude dude we said dude at the same time it was beautiful. It was very poetic. Mm. Absolutely incredible piece of work for the portfolio, too. That's what I'm thinking. 100%. I love that. I also love how we didn't even talk a single bit about what we had planned to talk about oh, today. What you wanted to talk about, yeah. Yeah, but that's for another episode. We'll that's talk right. about that another day. Sweet. This thing's gone on, gone on long enough. I've also been binging um, Cameron Haynes' podcasts. Right. That sounds familiar um, to me. Remember him? He was on Joe Rogan like twenty times. He's like the uh, the elk bow hunter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that guy. Like, I'm not a I'm not a hunting person. Like, don't see myself being a hunting person. But I just love this guy's work. But if ethic. there was a guy to get you into hunting, it'd be him. <laughs> if there was a guy, it'd be this guy because yeah. he approaches it from not not a killing for sport a killing to sustain his family because that's pretty much the only meat that he buys yeah. or that he eats is stuff that he's hunted and killed himself. Yeah. And he's also not going around just shooting like he's struggling. Right. You yeah. Know? But even then his like his his whole aspect on or outlook on training, I'm like, that guy's dope. This guy's the epitome of dope. So I've well, I think I listened to three or four episodes of him today. Yeah. So it's been like eight hours of Cameron Haynes. Nice. And I've got that in my mind. I've got a carbon fiber and acrylic chair in my mind. <clears throat> I'm so hyped Dude, up. Hyped. 
Oh man, dude, that's really exciting. Also, shout out to uh, shout out to John, good old Jonathan Yuloa, who has just started following the process mm. podcast process underscore underscore podcast on Instagram. Um, I'm curious to see if he realizes that it's us, though. I mean, if you listen, I would neither, hope I would hope you'd realize. You'd hope. Well, on our Instagram, there's literally but, pictures of us and a video. People can gloss over that. Maybe. You're then relying on them to watch the video. That's the other well, thing. Well, I mean, even in the thumbnail, you can tell it's you. <laughs> I this can imagine true, John being still. like, is that, is that Dylan? Is that Dylan? I haven't gotten a message yet. Me neither. Saying, I don't think. So. Did you start this podcast thing? Me neither, so, but... Until then, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he doesn't <laughs> know. But John, if you're listening to this episode... Send me a send me a Snapchat just so that I know that you listened, and so that uh, we can catch up and figure out a date that we can get you on the show. Oh yes, if that sounds good to you, and we're gonna have Sean on very soon. Sean's gonna be on hopefully sometime next week. Ooh. Around that'll be episode. I'm trying to see what day episode fifty is. Today's forty four, forty five, forty six, forty seven, forty eight, forty. What number was I on? Forty four, forty five, forty six, forty seven, forty eight. 49.50. Next Tuesday, November 17th is episode 50. Damn. So we'll talk to Sean, make sure Sean's around, see what Sean's up to. Damn. Oh man, that's been another uh, it's been another one. Another long one. Another episode of the Process Podcast. Big, I like how they're getting just naturally one. longer though, on average. I like it. It's just a huge brainstorm. I did get a little bit of feedback from someone though, and they said, I started listening, but the but the episodes are so long. I'm like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And they didn't answer, so hmm. which is an interesting thing. Like, personally, I'll listen to a I'll listen to a I'll listen to Duncan Trussell and Joe Rogan for five and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, I don't care what the length is. Like, I'll listen to it and I'll come back to it. I'll just finish. Yeah, it Yeah, I usually I don't usually sit down and watch like a two hour plus or listen to a two hour plus podcast in one sitting no usually but and even if i'm listening to one i'll listen to it i'll listen to it like when i go on a run i'll listen to a podcast and then i'll come home and i'll shower and i'll eat and i'm not listening to it then obviously i'll just pick it up at another point so because so i thought about that it's like oh maybe we should cap it off between like 30 45 minutes but i don't know i don't i don't know I like I like the idea that it can just evolve and flow in a particular way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the That's exciting thing. Cool. Like we did one that was twenty seven minutes long because the internet was just terrible and it completely shot the bed and there was no way of recovering that incoming storm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that was the big. Uh, we had a big thunderstorm that day. Mm-hmm. But like, I I just like this. You know, it's more it's more stuff for people to listen to. That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. And like, there's nothing wrong with starting it, stopping it, and coming back to it two days later. And I'm worried about when we go off on a tangent, I don't want to like shut down an idea and then forget about it. <laughs> because That's I'm awful thing. It's like that, t- so. We're like the tangent. Uh, we're not the kings of tangents, but we love a good tangent. Kings of you tangents. Know? That's the. Uh, and it's, I'm that's picturing the key like takeaway. a logo that's like half like a crown, with a mm-hmm. with a line, a straight line in tangent with the crown yeah Ooh, you know what i'm I saying like that. 
or it's a circle with a crown on the circle and then the line is tangent to the circle man you're you're an absolute genius monster i'm gonna say we uh, i'm gonna say we wrap this yeah. one up though it's been an absolute blast doing this one lots of uh, lots of great ideas beautiful hour-long creative brainstorm Ladies and gentlemen, it has been another episode of The Process Podcast. If you like it, send us an email, hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. Zach, what is the Instagram? The process underscore underscore podcast. Beautiful. Awesome. For all those who are listening to the episode, we absolutely love the fuck out of you. And don't worry, because we're going to be right back in your ear holes tomorrow for Tuesday, episode 45 of the process podcast where we're probably just going to rant about some more probably, stuff. Yeah, most likely. That's, uh, that's probably a pretty safe assumption. Ladies and gentlemen, have a beautiful night, have a beautiful morning, wherever it is, wherever you are listening and we'll catch you in the next one.